delegation this morning, and then we'll hand over to you, Pepet, and your team, and you will take us uh, through the presentation, and then we'll take questions uh, after that. Colleagues, I hope you are fine. I hope you are all good. If there's all right, I think we're good. All right, colleagues, good morning, um, and welcome, Minister. Over to you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honourable Chairperson. Uh, Mr. Nkulewa Shengwa, Masash. Let me also greet uh, the honorable members of the Standing Committee on Public Accounts. Uh, also, Chair, I'm joined by uh, my new Director General, uh, Dr. Nkosnati Sishi, uh, as well as Mr. Mabusela, who is the Acting Chief Executive and DDG uh, for the National Skills Fund. I'm also joined by some of my advisors, special advisors, uh, who are part of this uh, meeting. And uh, my, my office and members of the media, if they are here, let me also greet them. Uh, Chairperson, thank you very much for this opportunity. Uh, maybe what I would just need to outline so that also I get your own uh, uh, endorsement is that I am going to do an introduction to this update that we have come to bring to 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 brief scope about, and then I will then leave the the rest of the actual brief and the input uh, to Dr. Sishi, my director general, because since he came in, he also has been helping. Recording me. in progress. He has been helping me and has been seized with these matters. Uh, just by way of introduction then, Chair, if you, you agree, uh, is that on the 25th of August, just to remind ourselves, uh, last year I briefed Scopa on the corrective action uh, I was taking with respect to the accounting authority of the NSF at the time, as well as the chief executive of the NSF. At that time, the accounting authority uh, was the DG, uh, Mr. Konde, and uh, the chief executive was Mr. Matsugam. Uh, Mr. Gonde, due to the expiry of his employment contract, has since left the Department of Higher Education and Training uh, at the beginning of September last year, as his fixed-term contract came to an end. Mr. Matlama is still under precautionary suspension, uh, from the 1st of August 2021, and subsequently Mr. Mabusela was appointed to act as the chief executive of the NSF 
since the 12th of August, 2021. Uh, I also undertook to Institute for Forensic Investigation as also pay directive uh, chair of SCOPA. And we appointed a, a forensic investigation company on the 18th of August, 2021. I also just need to address this matter up front, Chair, that uh, at the time when SCOPA was raising the issue of who to investigate, we had already engaged a forensic investigation company at that time, when also you're raising the matter of the SIE. The other thing, Chair, because we weren't certain at the time, we also sought legal opinion, by the way, as to the circumstances under which investigators may be appointed. And we were advised, by the way, that the, who I appoint as investigators is my sole responsibility. Scopa can't expect that I account for an investigation and at the same time they instruct me who to appoint. That was our legal advice. But it was water under the bridge in any case. But also I was advised you know, that there are strict separation of powers on these matters. Much as Scopa can be able to advise, but it was water under the bridge nevertheless because by the time Scopa was beginning to raise matters of who to appoint, we had already. Subsequently, because of Scopa's uh, engagement around the issue of the SIE, and despite the legal advice that we had received, I did meet with the, the SIU, the head of the SIU. And we discussed these matters. I shared this legal opinion with them. And we discussed these matters and we reached an understanding that since the forensic investigators have been appointed contractually, they will continue, and that's my responsibility, they will continue to do the investigation. And then if there's anything that arises out of the investigation that may require further attention of the SIU for whatever reason, who will then engage with the SIU at that time. And then if required, we will then seek the necessary permission because the SIU can't just get into any investigation without a proclamation by the president, which must go through proper processes. So we will deal with that matter then uh, once we are finished uh, with the investigation. Uh, the forensic investigation that we are actually doing. So now, Chair, with that background, then, I would then request uh, that uh, Dr. Sisi, as the new DG, who inevitably has then been helping me, was not part of that period investigated by the AG, is going to then give a brief update on where we are in relation to the forensic investigation, as well as uh, also present to you additional actions that we have taken 
uh, to deal with uh, the recommendations and the findings of the Auditor General because we decided, I decided that we should not wait for the forensic investigation on a number of matters that are obvious that they need to begin to be tackled. Of course, that does not mean that after the forensic report has been finalized, we cannot still take additional actions arising out of that. But there were obvious things that we thought need not wait uh, for the forensic investigation that were raised by the AG. And the DG is going to be talking to those. So as part of the, the update. After which then, Chair, you, we will then hand over to yourselves. Uh, of course, as you normally do as Scopa, you ask questions, make your own comments, and so on. I do, though, want to say, Chair, at the time when, if, if then I'm, I'm not so sure of your program, is that when we finish with the NSF and maybe when you, you move to NESFAS, I can just be there at the initial introduction of the NESFAS part of the discussion and then maybe to request to be released even earlier with your permission if that is possible because for the meeting at one, there is lots of preparations that is still outstanding that I've also got to, to be undertaken. But Chair, that would be up to your consideration. So with your permission then, I would like to request uh, our Director General, uh, Dr. Ngosnati Sishi, uh, who started uh, late last year, uh, to be able to give you the brief that we are looking for. Of course, I'll be here, and also to answer any, any questions. Thank you, Chair. Okay, um, thank you very much, uh, Minister, for that um, introduction. <clears throat> All right, um, colleagues, I'll request that uh, colleagues who will be speaking are advised to please turn your camera on the usual yada yada, because Parliament travel um, communications and streaming what are streaming this. So can we do that? So All right, let's go to the DG. Um, and then we will come back to uh, the, the the questions on both what the minister has had to say and the briefing which is now coming through from the um, director general. So, DJ, I'm over to you. Good afternoon, uh, Chairperson uh, of the committee. Um, I have uh, logged on. Just want to check if uh, you can see me that. Um, no, I don't think I will. At least on my part, I can't. Colleagues? Good afternoon, Chair. 
Good morning. Yes, good morning. No, we can't see you, TJ. Yeah, I can't see me. You don't want to come and use my, you don't want to use my, uh, yes. So with, with your permission, since we are in the same place uh, with the DG, uh, can I allow him to speak from my gadget? That's perfectly fine, Minister. No problem. I'm, I'm sure that would be consistent with your 1955 doctrine, the people shall share. So. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's, uh, and, 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 and also contrary to this uh, stereotype about uh, people who are a little bit older, I'm very much into these uh, modern technologies, uh, digital technologies today, you know. What we're saying that you have PBT, a point before technology. Okay, no, that's fine. Uh, all right, there we go. All right, DG, let's hand over to you. And Minister, thank you very much for that. All right, let's get going so we can manage our time. Thanks, colleagues. Uh, firstly, uh, very warm greetings to your chairperson and honorable members of the committee. Uh, we thank you for this opportunity to present ourselves before this uh, very important committee uh, in our system of accountability. Uh, aligned to the comments by the honorable minister, uh, who is the executive authority of the Department of Higher Education and Training and uh, the DG reporting to him, as well as uh, being in my role as the accounting authority of the national uh, of the NSF. And I think uh, we, we appreciate the opportunity, Chair. I think uh, we have the presentation uh, which has been circulated. I trust that uh, you you have it in front of you, Chair, Chairperson, titled National Skills Fund, Annual Report, Strategic Interventions and Audit Action Plan in support of the annual report. Uh, if you can confirm that, Chair, I will then proceed with the presentation. Uh, can the presentation please be put up um, on or be shared? All right, thank you very much. Thanks, TJ. Is there someone loaded? Yes, it's all right. Yes, it's on the other side. Thank you. I think uh, if you could just take the first slide, thank you very much. Uh, Chair. I think the first uh, matter that we wish to present to you is that uh, the Minister of Higher Education, Science and Innovation um, presented himself to the committee on the 25th of August last year, at which uh, in that report, there are certain commitments that uh, the department made and uh, this presentation that we are making today continues to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, building up to 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 this. Uh, given the challenges highlighted in the recent uh, evaluation report and the previous year's audit reports, the minister uh, determined uh, and appointed the ministerial task team that has conducted an individual 
uh, independent review of the NSF with a strategic focus on its institutional mandate, broadness of scope of operation, its organizational model as related to the structuring systems, effectiveness, efficiency, and cost, uh, provided uh, critical information in relation to the NSF forensic investigation, which has commenced and extended uh, to SCOPA engagement. A service provider was uh, appointed, and uh, we expect, uh, Chairperson, that uh, a final report uh, will be, um, you know, you know, provided to the minister by the 31st of March. We expected that by the first, the 31st of, of January, we would have had this report, but the work had not been completed then. Uh, but we have ensured that by the end of the financial year, this work has been done. Notwithstanding this uh, comment, Chairperson, we have already received two reports from the said uh, you know, forensic uh, services, which, which was the, the initial report, as, as well as the last report that we've received by the end of uh, uh, January, um, uh, with a few issues still outstanding, um, certainly to be completed by the 31st of March. The next slide, please. On the basis of the Auditor General's uh, uh, um, you know, findings, uh, we have uh, developed an audit action plan, uh, which clearly indicates what are the deliverables and, uh, and how we will enhance the NSF human resource capacity. In this regard, Chair, 54 posts submitted to the uh, department's HRM in January 2021 to be advertised during the March 2021 and and, uh, following which the ministerial approval for all funded vacant posts was uh, attained. This number consists of senior personnel in finance, accounting, project management, and other important areas. And uh, I wish to report progress, Chairperson, so that you can see that from the time we presented ourselves on the 21st, 25th of, of August last year, uh, what kind of progress have been made, particularly with regards to improving the capacity of the, of the, of the NSF. Uh, first and foremost, the post of director HR management has been filled, uh, which is one of those that were crucial in uh, building the capacity of this organization. The rest of other uh, you know, positions, as indicated in the slide, uh, which involves the uh, financial reporting, you know, positions, information communication and technology, uh, work integrated learning, uh, and and the position of organizational strategy. All of them have been uh, advertised. Uh, in the interim, in order to address audit findings of the NSF financial statements, the following has been done. Um, that is to. Uh, on an acting capacity, appoint the CFO after the resignation of the uh, CFO. Uh, this is a, um, a CFO that we have uh, seconded from the South African Institute of Chartered Accountant, just to give a sense uh, to, of comfort to the members of the committee that uh, 
we've applied our mind to look for the best possible and well-placed uh, persons to assist an organization with um, you know, adverse, adverse findings of the Auditor General and therefore need, in need of a strong capacity in this area. The Acting Chief Director, Skills Development, um, uh, Implementation, Appointed, Fund Manager on Acting uh, uh, Capacity, and IC Director. Next slide. Chair, in order to improve uh, our systems and business processes, we've also ensured that the Skills Development Funding Standard Operating Procedure, our SOP, has been approved uh, uh, by the accounting authority. And this uh, SOP maps out the skills development funding process from strategic planning to initiation, implementation, and evaluation. The piloting of the uh, you know, uh, Microsoft uh, skills development application uh, has already commenced in the, in, this, uh, in, in the last financial year and the implementation of this uh, uh, will lead to centralization of records, storing of project performance information. You will recall, uh, Chairperson, that one of the findings of the Auditor General uh, actually that led to the adverse report was failure of the uh, entity to provide the documents that were re re requested timelessly. And so we had prioritized this uh, uh, system. We also know that uh, most of the systems uh, promise a lot uh, at uh, inception and design phases, but when uh, at implementation we want to see the results, we struggle. But we are alert to this reality, and we are watching uh, very carefully. You know the the this because it's going to be an enabler uh, that will uh, change the entire level of efficiency of the organization. Once fully operational, the system is intended to integrate all NSF functions from the initiation to the funding of skills development projects into the financial and performance reporting functions. Uh, that will enable improvement in effective and efficient monitoring and reporting of funded skills initiatives. It's very crucial, um, uh, this uh, chairperson, uh, uh, initiative. Next slide. One of the findings of the Auditor General was around the whole issue of unsolicited, unsolicited uh, uh, you know, uh, programs. And, uh, and, uh, and in this regard, uh, the Auditor General, uh, you know, initi uh, initiated a conversation uh, to say we needed policy in this regard. I'm happy to say that policy chair has been developed and uh, the current uh, processes in the NSF are driven on the basis of an approved uh, 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 policy uh, that uh, is going to guide uh, unsolicited projects uh, in the NSF funding pipeline. The minister has already approved a COVID-19 related support funding of the SDPs for these projects to continue in spite of the operational challenges arising from COVID-19. And the NSF continues to monitor its funding dashboard of which the summary 
uh, is uh, reflected uh, uh, in the slide, uh, Minister, indicating that approximately 13,732 learners were funded through the SDPs, excluding the bursaries and scholarships in the second quarter of the financial year 2021-2022. And as from the 1st of December, the NSF has uh, 95 active projects and uh, these uh, exclude projects in the close-out uh, report. The approximation considers the rate of learner training dropout rate, as well as uh, the fact that these are on and off the job training initiatives, which are stipend guaranteeing. Uh, I think the, the, the slide also provided a breakdown uh, per each of the region uh, and, and each of the pro pro projects that uh, you know have been uh, contracted to provide us uh, since the 1st of April 2021 uh, until the close-out phase as on the 1st of December 2021, and it provides a sense of you know um, the, the 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 progress in that regard. The next slide. The quarterly performance information reporting for all projects, uh, Chairperson, is strengthened uh, during the 2021st period that included the PSET system reporting. NSF has instituted a project reporting monitoring team to follow up on all outstanding reports and uh, which reports monthly to the NSF Executive Committee towards ensuring that all projects comply with the reporting requirements. The non-compliance of uh, uh, processes or processes to deal with non-compliance have commenced to ensure that uh, uh, compliance to the memorandum of uh, agreement uh, is attained and that uh, we improve the reporting systems. Communications uh, to uh, SDPs uh, included uh, the fact that issues um, uh, that were uh, you know, covered in the external circular to SDPs regarding the preparation of supporting documents required in preparation for the audit cycle uh, you know, were covered. Uh, as well as the internal circulars that uh, ensured that um, you know uh, you know quarterly performance information reports you know show to staff uh, in which areas we, we were doing well in which areas we we were struggling uh, so that uh, uh, not only do we uh, approve uh, improve the performance uh, systemically but we also develop the capacity of our own own staff Chairperson, uh, the next uh, slide uh, covers uh, progress regarding the manner in which we have managed external risks, ensured compliance, and uh, endeavored uh, to repair relationships as part of our audit action plan key deliverable. In this regard, Chair, as the accounting authority, I have approved key policies uh, in, in this uh, regard, continuing from the work of my predecessors to address the lack of reporting by some uh, funded in initiatives, included uh, the compliance policy, the restricting of defaulting SDPs policy, the SOP to non-compliance with the provision of the memorandum of agreement. So in this regard, a combined quality assurance framework 
uh, you know, is uh, in the uh, process of uh, development. There has been, uh, um, you know, you know, a lot of uh, issues uh, that has emanated from the previous audit. Uh, we have observed, for example, the acrimonious relationships that had existed between NSF and uh, the uh, Auditor General uh, staff. We sat with the Auditor General and we've made it very clear that compliance with the Auditor General is not negotiable. And we've made it very clear. And uh, further to this, uh, the Auditor General has conducted workshops at which our staff had attended to make sure that uh, uh, whatever were the issues of the past, no longer, you know, are going to be part of uh, the, um, you know, the, 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 this brand, this, the, this organization. The NSF and AXA have mutually agreed, uh, Chair, uh, you know, on a set of, uh, you know, uh, the issues that needs to be addressed. And uh, on our side is the NSF uh, leadership. We have insisted on professional conduct uh, as the foundation of a successful relationship, and not only between us and, uh, and AXA, but because we are a public organization that must live by example and lead by example. And uh, therefore, this is not uh, going to be a feature of any other time in future. Uh, Chairperson, we have insisted uh, in this regard that uh, um, from now onwards, uh, those are the issues of the past, uh, but we've addressed them uh, quite comprehensively through these workshops that were arranged in the office of the, of the Auditor General, and it has uh, assisted to orientate NSF personnel on the legal requirements, and as well as ensuring that the expectations during the audit process of the last financial year um, uh, are, are, are dealt with as we're moving forward. Uh, there is also an agreement on and on performing on performance um, uh, regarding the internal audit that is uh, assisted by the uh, uh, auditor general uh, before the actual audit uh, take uh, takes place. So, in this regard, Chairperson, I have to acknowledge the role of the auditor general, and not only just to deal with a few issues which have arisen during the last audit but to also just proactively help us work with us in developing the kind of NSF that uh, South Africa deserves. The next slide, thank you. As, as Chair, as we conclude, we'd like to also indicate that the NSF Executive Office has established an independent internal audit process to coordinate and monitor the implementation of the audit action plan. A number of determining testing is underway and will be reported uh, in this regard for further action as informed by the, fun fun function, uh, the, the findings uh, of the, the Auditor General. The NSF Audit Committee is guiding and supporting all NSF uh, uh, you know, managerial efforts to change the fortunes of the organization. And this presentation captures as well the summary of key points of the consolidated NSF audit, as well as the action plan arising from the Auditor General's audit findings. Uh, Chair, the next slide. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, 
Uh, we um, wish, President, as we um, uh, conclude, um, we wish to uh, just make a few observations, if you allow me, Chair, um, or if the time, uh, you know, you know, permits, uh, that we we indicate uh, that. Uh, that we indicate uh, that uh, since the last uh, uh, presentation that we made uh, to th this committee, uh, besides matters that are covered by this presentation, which merely emanate from the uh, issues on the annual report, uh, we, a lot has been done. Um, and I wish to to just cite the fact that notwithstanding the fact that the report, the final report has not yet been uh, presented to the minister, but we have already received a report, uh, um, uh, in two reports in the interim that uh, is beginning to give us a sense of what is the depth of uh, the, the, the rot that we seek uh, to address uh, through the forensic investigation. And uh, already, I think, uh, Chair, uh, in my mind, as I go through the, these uh, initiatives, and I think the minister might, uh, you know, uh, uh, wish to maybe engage the chairperson, um, if it is necessary for you, Chair, to just get a sense of what is the progress in this regard. In my mind, a comprehensive work has been done, which already gives us a sense of what uh, um, needs to be addressed as we implement our uh, uh, audit action plan. Uh, so lastly, Chair, I also think it's important to indicate that we are working with the, the state attorney in respect of all you know, service providers that uh, are already implicated to making sure that uh, litigation process, you know, uh, you know, continues where we already have evidence, you know, uh, that uh, assists uh, the office of the uh, attorney general uh, to 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 the state attorney to 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 help us in this regard. I I, I feel that chairperson, we affirm uh, in this regard. We are committed uh, to ensure ensuring that we turn around the fortunes of the NSF. The minister has appointed a ministerial task team. He reported this in our last uh, presentation to SCOPA and the uh, progress of the ministerial task team that looks into the operational model of the NSF so that uh, we don't only fix the organization through dealing with the audit outcomes, but we also look at the model, uh, you know, uh, an uh, administrative, uh, you, know, you, know, you know, model that uh, we've uh, run uh, on its basis, the NSF over time, to see if we can align it to modern organizations uh, that are run with efficiency and uh, that are also, you know, you know, you know, you know, uh, you know, based on the integrity, uh, you know, you know, that should be expected of an organization looking after the resources of the country as the NSF uh, is. On this note, therefore, Chairperson, with your permission, allow me to hand over uh, back to the minister and uh, if not back to you, uh, for further engagement and uh, 
I'm here with the, um, uh, the team of uh, NSF. Uh, if uh, further details are required of us to explain ourselves in this regard. Thank you, Chairperson. Right. Um, thank you very much, um, DG, um, for that. Um, all right, we, we've noted the presentation. Let's do this because the SIU is here um, and they've been part of the engagements we've been having. So, um, Advocate Mtibi, if there's a comment on your part that you'd like to make, and then colleagues, we will go to questions. So just uh, Minister DJ and your team, um, stand by. Um, and then SIU, if there's any comments on your part, and then we will we'll proceed. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members of SCOPA. Uh, let me also greet the Honorable Minister uh, and the, my colleague DG. Uh, we appreciate the opportunity, Honorable uh, Chair, to just make comments. Uh, Chair, uh, we, we, uh, there's a, it seems like there's a... Um, DG, can I ask that your shared device be muted? Okay, perfect. All right. Um, HOU. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Uh, Chair, we thought it appropriate that uh, uh, we just structure our comments, although we could do it uh, uh, verbally, but we've prepared just a short uh, 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 slide uh, comment uh, for, for, the, for the committee, which I will go through quickly. Um, uh, Mr. Lecheto, uh, oh, just to introduce honorable chair and honorable members, I'm joined by my colleague, Mr. Lecheto, the SIU chief national Inform uh, investigations officer. Uh, he's the one driving the uh, slideshow. Uh, next slide, Mr. Lecheto, please. Uh, the, 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 the main purpose of our comments, Honorable Chair, is really just to uh, underscore and support what the Honorable Minister has already said. Following the meeting uh, of uh, SCOPA with the Department of Higher Education and Training uh, in August last year, we indeed uh, met with the Honorable Minister and the, uh, the Department's uh, team. Uh, we, of course, looked at the issue around the uh, National Student Financial Aid Scheme investigation, uh, discussion around the National skills fund investigation. And in view of these two, uh, and particularly the, uh, the need for secondment of the SIU members at the time, uh, uh, just to make it clear uh, why that point is there, is that uh, our law, the SIU Act, provides that uh, SIU could second members to the state institutions and undertake uh, an investigations as, uh, as directed. There's also, as the ministers uh, correctly indicated, that uh, generally we do our investigation based on uh, proclamations signed by the president. But there's also this legal provision in our law that says we could second 
members uh, to undertake the investigation. Next slide. Now, uh, the outcome of the meeting, honorable chair and honorable members, uh, uh, relating to the NASFAS investigation, uh, by that time we had indicated that uh, we submitted the proclamation to the Department of Justice through which it will be processed for consideration by the president. Uh, the department uh, indicated that they would support that investigation. Uh, and normally they, there's letters that are called letters of support that are signed by the executive authorities, signed to the president uh, in support of the uh, investigation. So with regard to the NSF, of course, at the time, as Honorable Minister indicates, there was already a service provider uh, appointed uh, and uh, the outcome of the investigation, as the minister indicated, uh, would be made available to the, to the SIU. Uh, I need to pause here and indicate that uh, 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 as, as SIU, how we, of course, investigate or initiate the investigations is on receipt of allegations from anywhere, whether it's members of the public, government leaders, uh, uh, executive authorities, or even parliamentary committees like SCOP. So if we receive those allegations, we are enjoined by law to consider, and if they do, uh, 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 are in line with our legislation, we are enjoined by law to then process the proclamation to investigate. So in this case, and more often, if we do process the, the proclamation, we of course do uh, take into account, uh, and that is of course not a legal impediment. It's really just a consideration in the interest of uh, uh, resource constraints that of, of, of the state, that when, when a department has already appointed a service provider to investigate the same allegations, uh, then we would we would then take this similar approach that we took here. That let us, let us allow the investigation to proceed, and then see the outcome of the investigation. But then at the at that stage when we see the outcome, we are enjoined also by law to then go through. If we are satisfied that it has covered all those areas that we would have covered had we received the proclamation and we pronounce ourselves in that way, then there would be no need for further investigation. We could assist, obviously, with some of the outcomes that come out of there. So we will take that approach when we look at the outcome. If we are of the view that there is further investigations to be done, we will, of course, pronounce in that way. Now, having, having uh, taken into account that there's a service provider already appointed, we then uh, uh, came to an agreement that there's no need at that time to second SIU members, as it would result in duplication. Next slide. Uh, so that, that would really be the outcome uh, of the meeting. Uh, honorable chair, honorable members, this, this, we, we thought it appropriate. Uh, 
that we would just really indicate to the Honourable Committee that uh, whilst, whilst the national proclamation is being processed through the Department of Justice, there is an ongoing investigation uh, uh, focusing, amongst others, also at the NESFAS. Uh, so we thought it appropriate to just uh, inform the Honourable Committee. And of course, if there's a need to go into detail, the, the, we could uh, you know, uh, return to the committee and give a full uh, outline and uh, account of the investigation. So in this regard, we were SIU was authorized by Proclamation R13 of 2021 in relation to Central Johannesburg College in order to investigate the following. Maladministration in, in relation to the disbursements of bursary and allowance funding received from NASFAS and retail sector, education sector, uh, education and training authority. Um, uh, I think the, 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 the wedding could probably be uh, best put there, uh, apologies. Uh, the, the, the investigation is focusing on eight campuses. And currently the investigation is ongoing, Honorable Chair, and we are expecting to finalize the investigation by May 2022. So the next slide gives uh, just the high level findings to date. Uh, uh, and, and as I say, uh, should the committee deem it appropriate, uh, we could prepare a full account of the investigation. Uh, to date, the investigation uh, has revealed and found the following. Uh, NASFAS uh, allocating money to Central Johannesburg College for students who attend at different colleges. Right? Uh, we've also found uh, that there is collusion uh, between landlords and students in relation to the following. Students claiming for accommodation while staying at home. Landlords fraudulently amending contracts in order to claim for more days. Uh, so this could be, you know, some of those areas and, and we can, as I indicated, articulate them uh, in full uh, uh, when, when an occasion is afforded by the, by the committee. Next slide, please. Now, having made those general uh, 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 findings, um, there are potential outcomes that we will reach, uh, uh, informed by the evidence we've covered. Um, we will ensure that there's uh, consequence management for maladministration that would have been uh, found uh, by the evidence and the recovery of funds. Um, I really appreciate that uh, the DG indicated that you know they're working closely with the state attorney to ensure that uh, the civil litigation uh, with uh, we could possibly uh, engage with the with the DG uh, in terms of ensuring that uh, any possibility of uh, utilizing the process to the special tribunal because that process has really uh, demonstrated the speed at which uh, it, it, uh, it adjudicates on civil litigation matters. We've engaged with the state attorney and they're also aware that uh, if you go to ordinary courts, you, you really experience delays because of the court roles that they are experiencing. But that could be a matter of further, a further engagement. Now, a further potential outcome uh, is that there will be referrals of evidence to NPA against 
50 individuals. So, so in the process of these investigations, we uncovered uh, acts of, uh, of, of criminality. Uh, and now, as expected uh, by our uh, legislation, we'll be ref referring that evidence uh, to, to MPA. Uh, Honorable Chair, uh, I think this brings us to the end of our uh, comments. Uh, we appreciate the opportunity uh, and we will pause here then and take any other question that may be. Thank you very much. All right, um, thank you very much, um, HOU um, and your team, right? Colleagues, um, questions, I don't see an indication in the group if you can raise your hands here. All right, well, colleagues. All right, Babu Somia. All right, Babu Somia. Well, thank you very much, uh, uh, Honorable Chair. Um, one question um, for me. Good morning, uh, Honorable Minister and your team. One, one, one question for me uh, emanates from the uh, 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 input by the minister. There's nothing. Uh, the minister. Please mute. And, and they're flying into the presentation made. Uh, uh, it, it, it really looks like um, it is this kind of attending to uh, the, the myriad of uh, 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 findings uh, by the Auditor General uh, uh, taking uh, a note uh, of the uh, various uh, years uh, where the problems um, of the National Skills Fund arise. Uh, besides uh, the policy matter which uh, the Minister uh, has attended to, uh, uh, which, which uh, would uh, reside mainly with the portfolio committee. Uh, my intention is to uh, relate our engagements uh, previously on matters uh, which are sticky, uh, on the expenditure, um, on uh, absence of documentation, on uh, uh, matters of service providers uh, who were uh, found uh, to be lacking in terms of uh, provision of uh, feedback uh, while uh, monies have been preferred to them uh, and a number of such uh, accountability uh, which was a, a, a lacking on uh, such a usage of funds where we sought to ensure that we have to first track the question of acting uh, on those who were affected uh, by such, and, and the delay thereof, uh, if that has uh, been the matter. Uh, in appreciation of the engagements between SIU and the ministry, and the disappointment thereof, uh, of uh, wanting to take a longer route uh, on investigation uh, than a shorter route, uh, of immediate involvement of the SIU, which would circumvent uh, uh, some uh, aerial factors in as far 
as, as a consequence management is concerned. And the burden uh, which is thrown uh, at the door of uh, either the acting uh, individuals uh, in the entity uh, or new individuals uh, who are uh, somewhat been engaged uh, on these uh, matters uh, currently uh, to fulfill uh, the directives of the Auditor General uh, on, based on the, on the findings. We, we were not obliged to the fact that, yes, the minister, if he has initially found that there's necessity to engage the SIU, he can do that. We were, we were not blind to the fact that the committee uh, has a right to direct uh, the SIU uh, on the basis of those problems, uh, which are so endemic uh, in as far as the uh, the, the, the National Skills Fund uh, is concerned. And, 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 and therefore, my current worry uh, is to whether, just looking into uh, the itemized uh, findings uh, on an individual institution, uh, the TVET, the TVET, the uh, uh, on, on another matter, uh, looking into uh, such a uh, kind of a detailed uh, approach in terms of uh, looking into uh, even the recoveries, uh, the referrals uh, on such matters, uh, whether uh, the brief uh, uh, of the uh, actual forensic uh, investigations would carry such when money has been committed for them to uh, to do so. Uh, I, I really live uh, to see with interest what is going to arise uh, out of that kind of a report. And I really pray uh, that uh, the wisdom of the minister in going that route uh, would uh, as somewhat uh, assist us uh, to deal with these uh, factors, which are uh, matters of agency, uh, to assist the new, uh, newly appointed uh, individuals in the uh, in the institution uh, to flow in terms of their own operations. So, so, so I'm, 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 I'm very much uh, worried about uh, that kind of an approach and and the the the, the misunderstanding uh, that uh, the minister was directed to uh, uh, somewhat uh, uh, work with the uh, SIU rather than uh, ensuring that on the basis of the load of such findings, finding a competent uh, uh, state institution uh, to deal with those matters rather than uh, wanting to um, look somewhere else uh, to find uh, uh, those individuals who do such uh, uh, investigations. Nevertheless, uh, other route has been taken um, and, and uh, I would want to propose, Chair, uh, that, that on the basis uh, of such, uh, we, we, we direct that uh, uh, to the SIU and affirm uh, the fact that it should not be the willingness uh, only uh, of the ministry to do so, that, that uh, the, the SIU would have to follow such a, a kind of instances because we are very much worried about the performance of the 
National Skills Fund. Thank you, Chair. All right, um, thank you very much, uh, Babu Samuel. Um, can I take Honorable Mente, and then we will um, go to the Minister in the DG. Right, Honorable Mente. Thank you, Chair. Um, and good morning. Now, Chair, I want to first deal with the matter which the Minister um, spoke about that of a legal opinion. I think there's a problem with these legal opinions. And they seem to miss mandates of different arms of state. As a scope, we're policing the pace of the state and we're not going to be apologetic about that. And anything that seeks to engage on embark on a mischievous and unnecessary expenditure where it can be kept and the utilization of the state's resources thereof. It is within our mandate to make sure that we guard against that unnecessary expenditure. And therefore, a legal opinion that seeks to say SCOPA cannot tell you what to do, SCOPA can exactly do that. Because anything that seeks to waste money, which is not there, NSF is in a dire state. As of um, its current reports, in particular one of the Auditor General, it directs us to a a point where we are not sure if the NSF has got qualified personnel or the people with capacity to deal with it. And therefore it requires us as COPA to make sure that we guard against whatever is left of that coffers. We are not going to be part and parcel of directing it to tenders that can give us a job which is also questionable. So uh, like Babu Somio have said, it should not be a willingness of SIU. SIU is there exactly for that reason that it must assist the state in ensuring that investigations of this nature are taking place. And I understand the shortfall of the SIU as um, uh, Babu Tibi have indicated before that they have a shortfall where it comes to forensic investigation. And that matter for it to be dealt with and everything else, there ought to be a pressure from somewhere that requires them to have that particular service. And if because they do not have that service, we are going to willy-nilly say, no, you don't have this service and your process is going to take us forever and therefore we are appointing other people, it cannot be correct. So a legal opinion that seeks to say the mandate of SCOPA does not apply to NSF is wrong. I don't know where that legal opinion comes from. Uh, that's the matter I just wanted to uh, uh, deal, deal with. Uh, chair. The second matter, Chair, when the DG was giving us the feedback or progress report, let me say, 
is that yes, um, all the actions as indicated on the report, um, uh, I hear them and everything else. But then I get to be very worried because the report of the Auditor General as far as the financial statements are concerned are not changing where NSFF is concerned. And then there is a workshop which uh, the AG has now done for NSF and everyone which um, the DG says they were part of and in in some quest of acquiring some knowledge and everything. But it begs a question for me, do we really have people who know what they are doing in NSF? Can there be a skills audit in NSF to understand if we have people who understand what they are doing? Because we're going to correct but we are going to correct with the people who must be workshopped by the AG on what on matters to be done. After so many years, there are reports as far back as 2019, 1920, 2021. It's, it's the same thing. And I'm not sure, Chair, if ever, because um, the Portfolio co uh, Committee is not part of us. But there should be a point where we get to understand who does what. And I do not hear the minister was coming okay when he was addressing us in the beginning to say, besides all the investigations that are being embarked on by the department, they are looking into other uh, actions that can be done in the immediate but i'm not hearing that what happened to all these people because this has affected young people who are as we speak have inadequate infrastructure and wherever the money of the nsf was supposed to be directed to did not do what it was supposed to do all the projects some of the projects as indicated here are about to end in as from the 1st of December, there were projects. But all these projects, we are not seeing them getting into their final phase with a proper um, structure with proper equipment and resources directed to where they're supposed to go to. And I don't hear what happened to those people because we can't have people wasting money misdirecting funds not ensuring that documents are kept properly there are no invoices service providers can't account uh, nsf can't account and yet there's nothing that has happened to anyone i i want to hear that part as well thank you Chair. thank you very much uh, colleagues um it is galaxy s21 plus 5g i don't know who that is it makes it very difficult for me to um recognize who wants to speak sure that's mamtola my apologies okay all right no problem um so Stombi, can you just rename mamtola for us mamtola over to you 
Yeah, thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. My apologies. Uh, I'm struggling with the network. Chair, I just want to greet you, colleagues, the minister, and his entourage, and everybody who's part of this meeting. Chair, in appreciating the presentation, both from the minister, the DG, as well as the SIU. I just want to raise one thing, Chair One. Uh, I'm really disappointed with the response of the minister that uh, I thought we colleagues, we work together when there are things that are not so clear, we can exchange a telephone or letters to talk to each other so that we clarify each other's position and each other's stance. I'm really disappointed to get to hear that minister had to go and look for a legal opinion on the role of SCOPA. And I'm really disappointed, I want to be honest. I thought that is clear from the minister and his team. And if it wasn't, I guess there are other institutions that wouldn't have to be paid to do that, Chair, because again, a scope of a responsibility to look after the person. Again, I have a strong feeling that the person, there's a fruitless and wasteful expenditure here that was just deliberately done because uh, colleagues can't speak to each other and can't go back to their nose to find out exactly what role are we supposed to be playing individually and collectively. I really would want to raise that as a serious disappointment. To Jay, both the, the presentation from the minister, again, it creates problems for me because it does not address what is outstanding or what was the decision between ourselves and the ministry in our last meeting. However, I got to hear minister to say, all that we said and, and agreed on is not going to work. And of course it's water under the bridge. And again, I, I, I thought if that was the case, at least the minister could have indicated before we came into this meeting to say, uh, these are the issues that we agreed upon. However, they are not possible to happen for this reason so that we can start to talk to each other, Chair. It becomes embarrassing to come to a meeting, to be told that all the decisions that you took in that meeting, having wasted money and time again, are not possible to implement. For me, it just, it really demonstrates the undermining of each other's role and the meeting themselves. Thirdly, Chair, the bottom line here, there's, there are ages reports that are coming a long way and together we're trying to resolve those because what we're trying to do here, we can listen to all other stories. Whether the service that was meant to deliver wasn't yet delivered. And in this case, more than one financial year, the AG has been raising the matter and he has been articulating serious gaps within the 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 NESFAS. 
and we are seeking to resolve those between ourselves and advise accordingly. There's, there are investigations after investigation. For me, it does not, in fact, really bring in anything that seeks to resolve the actual problem. There are recommendations to an extent we go to here now. There are workshops that are being run. Now, again, it raises a question whether the people that are appointed now, who were appointed at the time and now, are really experienced people to play their role, for them to be workshopped only now by the AG. So we must wait and see whilst the money is being spent with, with by the inexperienced people to see whether the people who are being workshopped, now they do understand what their role is and the money of the taxpayer is being wasted anyway. I don't think it's acceptable, Chair. I don't think we are, we are being taken seriously there. I also don't think the ministry understand the environment we're in in South Africa, where it's no longer an allegation. It has been now proven that in fact, we go our way to spend the taxpayer's money and we don't seem to care. We also don't seem to really worry for us to make sure that we stop that. I'm not sure the minister understands that there are now proof that some departments are involved in corruption. It's no longer an allegation. Hence, I thought the ministry will take it kindly and we will be agile insofar as the investigation by SIU so that we demonstrate by the minister and his team that would want to expose the 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 untowards uh, and make sure that the alleged people are brought to book. This to and fro chair is not giving that kind of 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 an indication. There's 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 appointment of this and that and that and in the process in the process money wasted in the process no solution on the actual problem of making sure that we pin people down and there is consequence management, but also we stop these acts that are really devastating in this nest first. Chair, I, 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 I really, at the end, would want to say, for me, I hear the DG indicating there is some kind of a turnaround I'm not sure whether it is effective because it does not tell us whether there's been consequence management. However, we got to hear that there are still investigations that have to take place. I want to suggest that, hey, let's deal with the matter as scopa so that we can have to relook at this with the new understanding that the, the DHET has a particular understanding on what our role is. We have ours. We might sit here the whole day trying to advise to counsel each other. And it, 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 I, I suspect we're talking from different uh, pages because the fundamental issue here is the understanding of each other's role. So having raised all this, Chair, I would really want to suggest that Let's release the department, yeah? 
be together as Scopa. Find a way. If we affirm to be what our role is, let's do that. Just stick to what our role is in order for us to achieve the intended outcome. Because my worry here is we sit, we advise, we counsel, but the, the bottom line is the roles are not so clear between the two of us, that is the ministry and, and us. Having noted all what the Honorable Member spoke before me, I agree with Honorable Somio. I also agree with Honorable Mende, but the fundamental thing for me is, is that let's sit and define each other's role and make each other to understand in order for us to be taken serious. And when we take decisions, those decisions will be carried and they, they will be respected. The SIU, I appreciate the, 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 the role that they've played. However, there are difficulties here, Chair, because there are more than two investigations which make it difficult for them to come in. And I thought the ministry would understand that the environment and the country has put a particular trust to a particular institution because the Zondo Commission exposed that these private investigators and everybody else, sometimes they play along with corrupt people. It's no matter that we use our wisdom and, 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 and everything else when there are obvious things that the, 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 the electorate understands. There are things that wouldn't change. They are there, Chair. There are institutions like SIU that the people of South Africa have trust in. They have put a report of PPE within a very short space of time. So what makes us to doubt them when it comes to this long outstanding uh, alleged corruption uh, acts, not to allow them to come in and do it so that we can get the outcome and be able to turn things around to implement what they would have uh, put as, as, as the outcome. So, Chair, I might, might be lamenting, but I am a little bit uh, disappointed. But thank you very much, Chair. Right, um, thank you very much, uh, Ma'am Dolashe. Um, the on last colleague will be Honorable Bukas. Over to you. Thank you, Chair. Um, in acknowledging the presentation, uh, because it's my first time as a full member of SOPA. I hope I'm not uh, out of order. Chair, uh, the DG reported uh, 54 posts were submitted in, in June, in January 2021, but only the HR management post has been filled. It means it's a year now. And in his report on the current status, he just say that all other posts are advertised. For me, it's too broad. Uh, I want to know, Chair, when was it advertised and did it close already? Because as long as they have this vacancies, the status quo will remain the same. No monitoring will take place, and that means the ages report will not change. I, for, for example, Chair, don't see the eagerness for them to change the situation. So my question, therefore, is, Chair, what is the challenge for not filling those posts? Then secondly, Chair, on the forensic investigation report, it was supposed to be tabled in January. Now they have a new date for 31st of March, but they were appointed in August, 2021. Was there any specific reason 
for not finishing in time and did they at least table a preliminary report? Thank you, Chair. Right, um, thank you very much, Honorable Pukas. Um, right, let us get responses and reaction to all the issues that have been raised. Um, so, Minister uh, and uh, DG, over to you. My apologies, Chair. Uh, I am here. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I was just wanting to make sure my gadget doesn't go down on me. Chair, can I just uh, say this? Thanks, for, first of all, to the members for the comments that they've made. But let me just try and, and explain from the time we last met and what has happened, highlighting some of the issues that members are raising. Firstly, I want to say upfront, there is no undermining on my part or my department on the role of scope. Any suggestion to that effect has no factual basis. I do respect SCOPA. As the member of executive, I sought to respect and account to parliament and all organs and institutions of the state. None of the things that I have done have violated that. So there's no basis unless there are new facts and not just innuendos and allegations that point to the I do respect so, I do not understand the environment. So statement that has no basis. Chair, In we fact, can't hear. You can't hear. Yeah, uh, Minister, I'm not sure whether you've got a connectivity uh, challenge. Uh, okay, let's try again. Uh, Minister. Okay, Chair. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, that's much better, actually, Minister. That's better. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I don't know what is happening. What I'm saying, Chair, is that firstly, there is no undermining of SCOPA on my part or on the part of the department. I respect SCOPA. I am a member of the executive and a member of parliament who's sworn to our constitution. And I respect all the organs of state, including SCOPA, and the fact that I account to parliament. I respect all that. None in what I have done so far can lead to questioning my respect for this institution, which is SCOPA, and that is why I'm here. Secondly, Chair, I wish to state that the claim that I do not understand the environment of corruption in which we are operating 
has no basis in fact whatsoever. That is why I'm here. That is why I have instigated, I've instituted a forensic investigation into the National Skills Fund, also out of respect of SCOPA. I would really request honorable members that if there is disagreement with what I'm doing, let it be said upfront and not through innuendos that do not have any factual basis whatsoever. Now, I so also I think that sure. we cannot make a generalized criticism sure. of private investigators. Uh, just one second. Sorry, Minister. Honorable Mente. No, thank you, Chair. It's a point of order. We can't be told that we are talking in meanders, Che. That, that, that cannot be acceptable. Right. Um, the minister went to seek a legal opinion after having a meeting with Scopa. That on its own talks to our credibility. Now we are talking in meanders. No. Uh -uh. Let's 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 allow the minister to conclude his response and reaction to what has been said. Uh, we are going to conclude on the matter in a way, I think. So let's just let's let's allow him uh, to, to 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 finish uh, what he says, and then if there's any further reaction or need for engagement. Uh, then you can come in at, at, at that point. But I, I, I note what you're saying, but let, let's just allow the minister to finish. All right, Honorable Minister. Chair, thank you very much. I, I don't mind to, to withdraw the word innuendo, but the suggestion that I do not understand the environment in which we are operating, that's what I was questioning, is not correct. Unless there are facts that can be provided what is it that I have done so far and accounting to SCOPA that leads to that, factually? Now, let me also come to this matter, Chair. Why did I seek a legal opinion? I did not go to seek a legal opinion on the role of SCOPA. It was not. After the last discussion, much as your summary chair, the way I understood it, after I had said, look, I have already, I already have a contractual obligation to a private investigator. And with Scopa then saying, I should go the SIU, which in principle, I am not opposed to working with the SIU. I then went to legal opinion and said, I'm potentially sitting with two realities. One, that I already have an agreement with a, a private service provider, and SCOPA is suggesting that I work with the SIU. What does this mean? Can you help me? That's why I went to a, a, for a legal opinion, not to question the role of SCOPA. In the process of giving me the legal opinion, firstly, 
the legal opinion said to me, I have a right to appoint as minister an investigator. And then said, Scopa has this role, but Scopa can't instruct me which institution must investigate on a matter that within, is within my purview. And I did not pursue that, by the way. I was merely sharing that with you. What I was interested in is how do I deal with potentially having signed an agreement with a private provider and the possibility of being asked to then find another private provider. And also I was asking this in preparation of my meeting with Advocate Mutibi to say, when I arrive with to meet with Advocate Mutibi, to say in the light of what Scopa has said, let's then have a discussion. I needed to be clear on this very specific matter. I was not seeking a legal opinion on the role of Scopa. I am absolutely clear about the role of Scopa. So that is the reason for the legal opinion. And also the legal opinion was, was on a specific matter. It was not saying Scopa can't ask questions about the NSF, was not saying uh, Scopa can't summon the NSF or, or request the minister to appear before it. Legal opinion wasn't saying that. It was on the specific matter. Who has the authority to appoint an entity to investigate in such circumstances. And to me, there's not even a big issue. I would not like us to be diverted. The main thing is, as I understood then the summary of the chairperson, is that this investigation must continue, but to share with the SIU on what has come out and take the matter from there. And as Advocate Mtiri, by the way, has said, the SIU can only be involved in any investigation after it has been given a presidential proclamation. So, Chair, I just thought that let me clarify that so that then I can briefly come to the main issue. To say that I do not think it's correct, Honorable Somia, to say our route is a longer route. Look at it. I we started this investigation in August. Already we are saying we'll be having a final report by March. within a period of eight months. That, to me, is not a longer route at all. I don't know if there was any other entity which could have done it shorter. And by the way, the report is going to come back to Scopa to say, here is the report, here is what I have done. Then you can be able to interrogate the report. I don't think that we should be seeking to anticipate whether the report is going to cover things or not cover things 
let's rather deal with when the report comes back before SCOPA. And I will come because I respect SCOPA. And as a member of parliament who has sworn to our constitution, can have a full-blown engagement with that report and also be able to come with its own conclusion. Now, I want to say that, Honorable Mende, maybe to just underline, I, I did not, and also to, to, to Obdolashi, I did not seek a legal opinion because I'm undermining scope. I hope that I have it. Seek illegal advice, not even so much of an opinion, legal advice on how do I deal with this potential two routes at the same time. I'm very pleased that this will reach an understanding with the SIE to say how best actually you can be able to deal with, with this matter. And also my understanding was that Scopa never said last time, kick out this process that you have started and go the SIU route. You did say that you would have preferred the SIU, but since I've started with this, let's see how it goes. And also we did say last time we're going to go and engage with the SIU. I request Chair, that I be judged by the work that I have done and also not be questioned about my respect for an institution like Scopa. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't know if I've left anything that anyone would have liked to, 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 to have known. Thank you. Right, let, thanks, uh, Minister. Let us, if there, there, are, there are very pointed questions, Honorable Bukes amongst others, that the DG to respond to those. Uh, thank you, Honorable Chair and uh, Honorable Members, uh, for the opportunity to further uh, clarify the issues which Honorable Members have raised. Uh, we appreciate this. Um, in my view, Chair, the issues that have been raised with us could easily be uh, resolved by us submitting the full uh, audit action plan that detailed each and every issue that the Auditor General has found and indicates how far in each one of them we have, uh, you know, uh, fed. Uh, we are prepared to do this, Chair, with your guidance if it is necessary. And uh, I really believe that Honourable Members will be satisfied with the progress in some of the areas, obviously in some of, of other areas, there's more work that still needs to be done. For example, uh, Honorable uh, Tolashe did uh, uh, advise that uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the issue of the filling of vacancies uh, is, uh, is, is, in, in fact, it was Honorable Pukes. The I issue of the filling of the, uh, um, vacancies uh, could be fast-tracked. Uh, perhaps I could just explain that in my view, as I've engaged thoroughly with this, this issue, uh, I know that uh, because currently the HR processes of 
uh, the NSF and, and that of the Department of Higher Education were still interlinked. For example, we advertise uh, as part of the HR of the department. And uh, because of the bulkness uh, of the work that HR does, we've, we've not had the agility uh, that is required. Uh, but this is also subject to the gaze and the, and the, and, and the interrogation of operational design of NSF, which the minister has tasked the ministerial task team to look into, which uh, already, uh, you know, there's lots of suggestions that we need to separate uh, completely the, the, those uh, operational mechanisms that they are not uh, delivering, uh, you know, on, and on time and so on. Uh, and I believe that once we have the final report tabled, we will engage with the models that are available to us to uh, refine the operational model of uh, of Scopa. We 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 are we are alive to this uh, chair. Uh, uh, if I could further just clarify, uh, those that have been advertised, majority of them already are in the shortlisting stage, and uh, we expect that uh, in no time we would have appointed, uh, because I'm satisfied with the processes that have been followed uh, by NSF. Uh, from the the time we advertise to this time when uh, we 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 are uh, at, at this stage, chair, I think uh, uh, the matters which were raised by Honourable Somia um, around the expenditure, absence of documentation, accountability issues, those are issues which uh, uh, um, have been raised even in the previous uh, you know uh, meeting of. Uh, at which the department presented itself. These were the issues which were clarified. And, uh, and, and I think we can still furnish additional information if it is required. Uh, as I've indicated, if we were to present uh, the audit action plan, some of them will, will show that since August, when we presented ourselves to you, there's uh, some really good progress in, in, in respect of this. Um, Right. Uh, it seems as if you got disconnected and you are now muted, uh, DG. Apologies, Chair. We, um, why has the uh, forensic investigation not finished by the 31st of... Yes, indeed, the reason was uh, provided to us, Chair, because we are also careful that when you appoint uh, any uh, of such organizations like this, timeframes also have financial implications. So we are monitoring that as well. So we demanded to know what is it that is still outstanding. It's only one matter that is outstanding. That's why we are confident that by the end of the financial year, in fact, much earlier than that, we would have a final report. The issue is that some of the documentary evidence that was requested from some of the colleges and the officials that are college-based had not been forthcoming and they needed these uh, 
uh, asked to intervene and ensure that these officials comply. And uh, we thought that it was a reasonable ask because we also want uh, finality in the matter. I am really confident that uh, the significant part, portion of the work has been completed. And uh, with this uh, additional information, it will assist us uh, to have a complete picture. And uh, uh, it's unfortunate that uh, we, we had to agree to, um, uh, to, 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 to get this done, uh, you know, but I still feel that it's within the reasonable period that can be expected of any independent investigation. And those are the uh, 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 comments from my side, Chair. Honorable Mente, I think uh, notwithstanding that uh, you have raised concern about unnecessary expenditure, uh, skills audited, NSF, um, I, I feel that I can agree with you that it's important for us to continuously develop the capacity of the officials at NSF. The fact that I raised uh, or I provided information about the workshop that has been conducted by the AG. It wasn't uh, because we, 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 of any other reason, it was merely to show that from now on, there is a new found cooperation between the two organizations and that the credibility of uh, processes can be assured uh, and that the leadership of the NSF uh, will not tolerate any deviation from the the, the establishment of uh, you know the the respect of the auditor general and, and his finding. There are processes within the AG where, in if the auditees are uncomfortable with issues, they are able to raise them. But I do not agree as the accounting authority that uh, officials could just individually challenge the AG. This one is going to be uh, monitored uh, to see that workshops also translate into uh, a changed uh, environment, environment at which uh, there's digni dignity and, and respect of uh, state institutions that are assigned with this responsibility. Uh, Chair, I, I trust that uh, this is done. I also wish to say that uh, as much as we are answering the questions of honorable members, we respect where they come from with the issues. All of them are concerned that we, we, you know, there must be, you know, a turnaround in the organization. And I think when you engage our audit action plan, you will see this. And in future meetings at which we have an opportunity to present ourselves to, to you and the portfolio committee, it will show what kind of effort. Uh, the minister has really made it very clear to me uh, that uh, we have to clean the NSF and ensure that uh, South Africa has an NSF that it deserves, and we are trying our best to do so. And uh, with your, your your support, we will we'll be able to 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 get it done. Thank you, Chair. I'm handing you over to the minister now. Uh, thank you, Chair. With with your permission, there's just one last thing I wish to to say that the matters raised by Honorable Mentor directly, as well as in a way touched upon by the other members who spoke about the functionality of the NSF, are matters that are equally of concern to us, and they are legitimate. Remember that, as I said at the beginning, and I said last time, is that I had already appointed 
sometime last year, a ministerial task team to review the functionality and the mode of operation of the NSF, which is separate from the forensic investigation. And I did say last time that that task, I thought it must continue because I had already, even before these audits, but partly arising from the prior audits, I was worried about the capacity, which Honorable Mender is pointing to directly, the capacity of the NSF to be able to manage the billions of friends in order to actually fulfill its mandate. And I'm pleased to say that as I am sitting right now, here is a report that I've just received from the ministerial task team, which is then telling me about the organizational strengths and weaknesses and making proposals about that. Obviously, this report will present it to the portfolio committee, but there is no harm if you want to see the report as soon as we have processed it and, and prepared also our responses to it, we can also share that report for Scopa's own information so that you, you, you are able to appreciate that we are as equally concerned. Because largely the reason why there's been such Auditor General's findings, largely it's got to do just with the lack of capacity by the NSF to monitor and track the monies that it has actually allocated and that they actually do the right kinds of things. That's giving rise to all sorts of opportunistic behaviors by some of the service providers to be able to milk the National Skills Fund. Thank you very much, Chair. All right, no, thank you very much, uh, Minister. I, I think uh, I deliberately just listened uh, and I think the committee's outlook is on the strengthening of the state's capacity. And that is why we are tending towards empowering institutions like the SIU and ensuring that there is cooperation uh, of state organs and state departments. Generally, we've got a very uh, dim view of these uh, private uh, companies, service providers, for a host of reasons. But uh, colleagues, I think um, the fundamental reality is that the horses have bolted because there's already a process that is underway. Um, and for us to actually now await that report. I, I hear that there's an audit uh, action plan. You now we're going to deal with the annual report because you've been, NSF has been disclaimed again. So one is really interested therefore to see the outcomes of the investigation we wanted because the nub of the issue was for us to find out why there was a collapse or absence of systems to the point to which the NSF was disclaimed. So the audit action plan, uh, in my view, 
uh, is a tad bit premature uh, if we have not now received the outcomes of the forensic investigation. Because I think the three main uh, documents which must be before us is the annual report, which is inclusive, of course, of the audit outcome and the audit report, the forensic investigation, and then the audit action plan. So we need to look at this thing in that holistic uh, perspective, because all is not well with the NSF. And that's precisely why we've been having these engagements. Um, and I think that, um, Minister, just for the purposes of records, we would like to have sight of that legal opinion so that we can be able to conclude on our report when we close out the NSF-related matters when we have received the report at the end of March. Um, and of course, we're not going to interrupt your portfolio committee engagements. Our fundamental issue here is that the institution is on a stagnant position of disclaimers. which is the worst, of course, outcome you can have. And it is always indicative of a number of issues, including but not limited to a lack of cooperation, dysfunctionality of uh, committees and structures and systems, or absence thereof of those things. So NSF finds itself sitting in the same corner as a compensation fund, UIF, who, I mean, disclaimed for over 10 years now, well, 10 years or 10 disclaimers or so. So we, 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 we are allergic to, to, to disclaimers. And that is why we were so adamant that the investigation be done because in other instances, these disclaimers are deliberately engineered because then there's no accountability. It says, well, we've been disclaimed, we'll set into motion an audit action plan, and it creates an enabling environment for a lack of consequence management because there's no systems, there's no documentation, there's no paper trail, there's absolutely nothing. So yes, Minister, we, the, the issue of the SIU precisely arises out of our firm held view of the need for strengthening state capacity and um, working relations. I've noted uh, the, 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 the comments and statements that you have made and about the sequence of events as you um, have them. And I think colleagues, we, we will, let's accept this reality as it is now, as it is, and we'll still deliberate uh, when we receive that report and the annual report. And of course, I would imagine an adjusted uh, audit action plan, which will be responding and reacting to the forensic investigation. 
because there's no doubt that the disclaimer is also indicative of, of criminality aspects which must be investigated. So I, 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 I wanted to just uh, put that on the table, colleagues. I see Babu Samuel's hand is up. And Dr. Samuel, over to you. Well, thank you very much, Chair. Um, just to manage um, the, 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 the two extremes uh, which, which are coming up into the, uh, the meeting, um, and as well accommodate your own summary. Why can't it be uh, that the report is coming out and uh, uh, and March, and there's a confirmation from SIU that they would interact with that uh, uh, report, and uh, we allow them immediately on the finality of uh, uh, that process in the department to to have the report uh, at hand to interact with the report, and and thereafter we invite both the department and SIU uh, to uh, provide us with the a, a detail of outcomes and probably uh, the way forward as per or guided by the uh, forensic forensic report. Uh, this proposal seeks to manage two, two instances. One, the fact that I insist that uh, the department has preferred a longer route is that uh, that that report is going to fail to have a direct impact on recoveries at a goal. It's going to fail to uh, make necessary uh, referrals at a goal. It's still going to go into the mill, uh, which will take its own time, and that itself uh, is going to take longer than uh, somewhat intended. The fact of a uh, eight months uh, uh, investigation uh, is neither here nor there because the actionable outcome uh, which have gone together with the finalization uh, of that kind of a report. So, 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 so I would want to propose uh, for a better impactful uh, finalization of the report, which would then come to us because discussing the report uh, with a intended uh, uh, action um, is, 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 is going to be a bit meaningless. Let's, let's rather allow the fact that when the report is finalized end of March, as the department is saying, uh, such a report uh, to be shared with uh, SIU. Uh, uh, so, so, so SIU should have that uh, kind of a report after which uh, would have to uh, give time uh, for such a report uh, to come uh, to come to come to us. Uh, as I've indicated, we, we really appreciate the fact that on the policy perspective, because it really looks like because if you look into the NSF, the executive authority is the minister, and the accounting authority is the DG, and all that which happens happens within the department. So they both carry some responsibility in terms of the functionality of that institution. And, and uh, therefore, the actual decision to 
have to undertake some kind of a review on the policy standards, operation, and all that stuff by the minister uh, becomes relevant uh, in that effect. And therefore, the referral to the portfolio committee uh, so that we don't take uh, that uh, responsibility as scoper. And our interest is on the rents and sense uh, the value uh, that company carries uh, for the nation. And, and, and uh, uh, our, our, our emphasis on these uh, instances is, is, is based on the fact that we would want in reality to uh, have an effective instrument which is going to assist in the skills uh, angle um, of the development of our economy, uh, development of our society, and uh, create an environment uh, of a, a some form of gains in as far, far as a both capacity and skills uh, to uh, run this country uh, quite appropriately. So, 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 so uh, uh, our insistence should be seen uh, within uh, uh, such an instance. I, I would really earnestly want to make that a, a kind of a proposal, which uh, seeks to create a hybrid form uh, of a, a, a standard, uh, which is going to be uh, somewhat felt by both uh, parties who are somewhat involved to, to match the interest of the department to effectively uh, ensure accountability and as SCOPA to ensure that uh, uh, those who are less accountable, uh, they carry the burden uh, to, uh, uh, for their failure uh, in, this, in this instance. Thank you very much, Chair. Okay. Um, are there any other comments, uh, colleagues? All right, I think let's 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 do this then. Let's receive the report. We'll have a look at it and we'll process it in our own way, uh, consistent along the lines in which you have suggested, um, and then we'll map it up, map it out in that way. So I think um, because we don't have sight of it now, and it's well due to uh, come out in um, come out in. In March, end of March, let's get it, and then we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there. Because what must still happen, of course, is that we still have to have the hearing on the annual report. Um, and so that, that, that remains very much an issue within our purview. Um, because there's also quite a number of issues which needed to be clarified in any case. Uh, insofar as structure was concerned and the reporting functions and the line function. So this is clearly a matter that is going to be with us for quite some time um, as, far, as, far as, I, as far as I see it. All right, so colleagues, can we, all right, Honorable Mente, and then we will leave that matter at that. Can we, once you are done, go on to NSFAS related matters? Yeah. Noble Mente. Over to you, Mente. Uh, Chair, I just want to request that we get um, a list of um, officials involved here. Because it looks like this is a thorny issue which gets generalized a lot. 
and especially that we're going to deal with the annual report hearing, which is a build up of many other annual reports. Can we get the direct officials that uh, we're dealing with this matter in each and every office? as well as I get the authority by the minister that no, uh, and the DG, that no, um, there is now no bad blood or no undermining of each other between themselves and the AG and all of that. Can we now get uh, the list of those people who were not providing the necessary information who did not uh, deal with the projects as it is guided and with all the prescripts, the financial prescripts that were supposed to have been implemented. There was, I think that's the only way we are going to successfully deal with this matter, along with the investigations. Thank you, Chair. Okay, no, that is, uh, that, that is fine. That submission can be made. I hope that it's been captured in terms of what it is that uh, uh, is um, required. Um, because colleagues, in any case, if the report is due on the end of March, that is seven weeks away. So it's not far out. Um, because I of this investigation is to find out the extent to why we are settled with continuous uh, confine us to a particular due process and Honorable Somia has proposed a hybrid model which will have to take forward. All right, uh, Honorable Minister, may I hand over to you? Honorable Mente, can they make those submissions to us next week in writing? By next week, uh, uh, Wednesday, close of business, if you're comfortable with that? That's fine, Chair. Okay. All right, uh, Minister, over to you. Chair, uh, thank you very much. I don't want to extend your meeting, but I think I must seek clarity because my understanding is that the people who are not cooperating and all that will come as part of the forensic report and not as something that will be extracted outside of the forensic report. And I thought that by saying we are only looking at the end of March, let that come together with the forensic report because it's the forensic investigators who actually will be able to report and point out who is cooperating who is not cooperating. I'm just seeking clarity there that my own understanding is that that should come with the forensic investigation report before I move forward, Jen. Am I right? Um, I, I think the, the spanner in the works has been brought out by the two uh, preliminary uh, reports 
Uh, Honorable Mente, I see your hand is up. No, no, Chair. Um, it's it's a it's a hand I raised, but you can finish off the list that is required right now. Besides the investigation, as so I said, we will deal with the names along with the investigations. Is because Auditor General, when they come into the office, they speak to certain individuals who do not then cooperate with them, and there are people who are supposed to have filed the necessary documentation and submitted it to wherever it's supposed to go to, according to the prescripts of the finances in terms of all the regulations and the PFMA as guided. So that could not, that should not be difficult. Whether their names will then come on the forensic report or not, it's something else. All right, let's let's okay, we'll look at that um, because um, I think that may also arise out of AG's reports and so on. So that is why I was saying the AG report, which I mean the annual report inclusive of the audit outcome, the investigation and the audit action plan, the three sets of documents that need to be read uh, as one. Um, or cross-reference each other. Right. But yeah, we'll, 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 we'll close on that. We will deal with it before we close. Um, all right, Minister, you can continue. Yes, Chair. I was, uh, I was, as I say, I was just seeking clarity, really, because all the, the, the issues you are saying have been subjected to this forensic investigation. I think if there are names that were mentioned by the Auditor General, they should be in the Auditor General's report. If they are not there, it's only the forensic investigation that can unearth that. And then we are able to present all those things together with the forensic report as one. And there is no, absolutely nothing that we want to hide or names or anything. I am myself quite anxious because I'm sitting on an entity that is persistently getting uh, audit, audit disclaimers. That's all what I want to say. Otherwise, on my part, Jay, I really do appreciate that we continue to interact. And I want to assure you that on my part, I am as equally concerned as yourself about the corruption that may be taking place in any of the entities that actually falls uh, under my responsibility. That's why whenever you call upon me, I do not hesitate. I, I sometimes even shift my meetings because you have given me a particular date so that I'm able to come and account here because we're fighting the same battle and we're on the same side of the trend, which is the struggle against corruption. Thank you very much, Chair and Honorable Members. Okay. All right. No, um, thank you uh, very much, uh, Honorable Mentuti, Minister Nigama Fighter Nobabili, Fighters in Red. Okay. All right, no problem. They stole our red color, though. Ay, 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 ay. Let, let's not go. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. We are one cut again, Pepe. One cut. All right. Let, let's let's let let let's get uh, issues on the on 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 the NSFAS uh, matter.
Uh, Honorable Chair, my understanding is that the Chair of NESFAS is here, and he is the one, together with the CEO, who are going to lead uh, the presentation. And as I have said, Chair, maybe during the course of this presentation, uh, you can release me if you can, so that I can be able to finalize preparations for the one o'clock meeting. There are additional things expected of me. But there's nothing that stops you if you think that there's a need for me to answer for anything to indicate that to me. Thank you, Chair. All right, uh, Minister, let's let, let's get the presentation. Um, and then members, after the presentation, if there's any matter that specifically needs to go to the minister, we'll start with that. Um, all right, Modula Stulo, Venezfas, over to you. It's a quick presentation in any case, it's 11 slides, so I think we, 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 we will be fine. All right, um, Jeff, you... Can you hear me? I was trying to show my face. Um, we, we, we can see your face there. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, Chair. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm joined by the CEO of NASPAS and members of management. Um, and we're very happy to be here once again. Um, greetings to the minister um, and the DG of the department. When we last came here, Chair, it was doom and gloom uh, emanating from the Auditor General's report, the concerns from the Portfolio Committee, and stakeholders' discontent. Uh, we come here this morning with renewed vigor and breath, um, stimulated by very positive developments. Uh, the, a very important and the last one being the announcement by the minister that all qualifying students uh, who have applied will be funded. Uh, you will imagine, Chair, we were on tenterhooks and the late announcement, uh, of course, will affect um, our capacity to, to respond and that we hope that in future uh, we'll be able to resolve things much more earlier. We're also uh, very encouraged, Chair, uh, that since we came here to make a presentation to you, the Auditor General has uh, since come back to us and granted us and unqualified audit report. Uh, this means so much for us. Uh, the audit findings that we found when we were appointed were not conducive uh, to a good working environment and a good image of uh, NASPA. So we're very happy about that. Uh, we Chair, also... Chair, <clears throat> I humbly, I request that you go through the presentation because, as indicated, the minister uh, is going to NEDLEC. He indicated that prior to us. You can make those additional comments uh, after the presentation and once the minister has fielded questions uh, which may be relevant to him to what is going to be before us. So can I ask that we go straight into it? And then we'll take this part that you are venturing into now afterwards. Thank you so much, Chair. I will now hand over to the CEO uh, to, to make a presentation and I'll, I'll make my comments uh, much later. Thank you. 
Ja. Thank you, thank you, Chair. Good morning to the Chair of the um, of the committee and um, and also to the honourable members, uh, to the Minister and uh, to the DG and um, all the officials uh, from from the department. Chair, I'm I'm getting a message that Zoom is unable to detect my camera, um, hence I'm I'm not showing my my video. Um, uh, in the interest of time, Chair, I'll then continue with the with the presentation. We've, uh, we we are just uh, presenting on on three high level matters, Chair: the audit outcome, um, the audit outcome, uh, the review uh, that is uh, was was on maladministration, as it was said, and the forensic investigations, Chair. Chair, on the on the audit outcome, as the, as our chair of the board has alluded to. We received an unqualified uh, opinion uh, with findings. The findings mainly emanate from the performance information. That is an area chair that we, we are continuously working to improve on, but in as far as our financial information is concerned, we, we, we have received an, an unqualified opinion. Chair, just as a highlight, in the previous financial year, um, we had received about uh, 70 findings um, of which uh, 60 of those related to 2018-2019. In this year or current uh, uh, audit period, we only received 30 findings. We think, Chair, this signal, signals an, an improvement um, in, 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 in uh, our control environment as an organization. It should also be noted, Chair, that the, the, this uh, audit opinion is coming from three years of, of audit, consecutive audit cycles where we have not received um, uh, such such an opinion. In the prior year, the AG had identified three material irregularities. These were in the areas of disbursements that were above the, the contract amount. We have started the process of, 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 of fixing these issues, Chair, as, as highlighted to the AG. For those students that were identified as having uh, uh, those uh, contracts were in the process of getting them to sign new contracts. Chair, one of the issues was collection of monies owed between us and institutions. We are um, at the final stages, Chair. This is the project we call the closeout project. We have prepared our reconciliations. We are engaging with institutions individually to clear all these amounts. We expect, Chair, that by the end of the month, uh, this coming month, all the matters that are uh, uh, we agree with between ourselves and institutions will be cleared. And then there are matters that will require a governance process, which the institutions on their side would have to take to their councils, which on our side will have to take to our boards. And that back and forth process, Chair, we, we expect to be concluded by, by, by the end of, of June. There was also a material irregularity relating to interest that was not charged on certain loan accounts. We have this uh, fixed chair, and we are now accruing interest uh, uh, correctly uh, into, into the accounts. Chair, in terms of the review of maladministration, chair, this comes from the, the process where some of our officials within NSFAS had made allegations to the portfolio committee uh, that there was maladministration going on in the organization. This was during the time of administration. Uh, the portfolio committee had had some few hearings around this matter. 
it had then resolved that it would um, embark on an inquiry based on these issues. This coincided with the appointment of the new board, and the new board then pleaded to, to the portfolio committee that uh, firstly, the board chair had started its own process, but it also then requested that it uh, uh, takes these issues on, on review as a board. Uh, and that process chair, you will recall that when we appeared for this committee, it was an ongoing um, process. We are happy to say, Chair, that this was done. This was a process that we did through an independent uh, accounting firm and a firm of, 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 of attorneys that were, were performing uh, this, this review. Chair, the review really covered, uh, we, we tried to, to cover the periods 2018, 2019, and 2019 and 2020. Uh, chair, the areas that were uh, uh, prominent in the, in the <clears throat> That were prominent in the in the matters that were raised were areas around uh, human resources, supply chain management, the organisational annual performance, and uh, corporate governance uh, failures. So indeed, the the investigation or the review focused on on those matters. Chair, what we found is that in the human resources, indeed, there were there were positions where or some 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 positions where. We could not, or the, the, the investigators could not find supporting documents um, to to that that were, were missing uh, in the organisation. Therefore, those matters could not be tested fully. However, where there was supporting evidence in the recruitment, the conclusion was that the recruitment processes were were followed uh, uh, properly. Um, in the issue that was related to advisors, these are, are matters that are between the the department uh, and and the administrator. However, we, 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 we are engaging with uh, <clears throat> the department on that matter chain. And as far as uh, uh, procurement uh, uh, related matters, in the main chair, the, the issue was around um, the laptop tender. Chair, the conclusion of the report is that there are no contra contraventions with regards to the SCM policies uh, in, the, in, the, in the laptop uh, project. This was also what was found also by, by, the, by the AG, where the, the other matter related to this that was raised was whether or not there was um, uh, any, any undue influence from the independent observers that, that were appointed. The, the, the review found, Chair, that uh, there was no evidence that the observers might have tempered with the process. And in fact, Chair, the, the process that was followed was in line with the Treasury guidelines because we had sought a, an opinion from, 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 the, from the guideline. There was also, Chair, a matter relating to consultants that were, that were, 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 not, that were appointed. Uh, we reviewed this and found that these, process, these, um, uh, these consultants were, were appointed uh, in line with the, the the policies and the the the, 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 um, uh, the um, supply chain uh, management prescripts. Chair, in the matter that related to the change in the annual performance plan, Chair, indeed there is an indication that the change that was made to the APP may not have been in line or was not in line with the TPME guidelines. Um, and that the, the, the principles on which this, uh, the, the APP uh, was formed was not, was not uh, smart. Uh, however, Chair, these matters have been reported on uh, also by the AG, which had also 
uh, highlighted some adverse findings on, on these matters, but this is a matter, as I indicated in my introduction, Chair, that we are seized with in terms of improving as an organization. In terms of corporate governance failures, Chair, there were certain positions uh, that indeed were, were, were created, um, and uh, uh, some of the appointments uh, suggest that there was a failure in, 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 in uh, policies, and also, uh, most importantly, Chair, is that for a point in time, the organization operated without an, um, without an audit and risk uh, committee. So that was what was also found, Chair. Chair, in terms of the next steps, I am Chair, uh, I think in the Chair's introduction, Chair, he would have indicated that we are really presenting these matters to this committee at a very high level. Uh, in that we have not tabled the report in full uh, to, to the portfolio committee. But Chair, um, also to indicate that where there is indication of non-compliance, the work is already, con uh, is already underway where follow-up um, or investigations are being done by the, in the, in the uh, independent legal firm that, that we've appointed, Chair. Chair, just um, a highlight to this committee, Chair, the, the, the national, uh, well, the NSFAS chair, we, we do get, uh, it is quite targeted by, by uh, those who perpetrate fraud, uh, mainly because these people want to access uh, student allowances as we pay them currently through the wallet. And also there are those who are unduly benefiting uh, in the scheme whilst they are not... Um, meeting the criteria uh, of being funded, they have excess funding. And there are a few instances, Chair, that relate to uh, uh, matters that were perpetrated internally, mainly around uh, SCM, and also some uh, one case where somebody wanted to access the, the student accounts. Chair, on these cases, you're indicating that 44% of these have been finalized. 28% uh, is ongoing, and uh, others are being uh, under, under investigation. Chair, uh, many of the, or some of these matters, Chair, we have reported to the, to the, to the police. Uh, 10 of these cases have been reported to the to police during the current year, of which two are at a trial stage. Uh, others, the prosecution was declined and seven are, are being investigated by, by the SAPS, Chair. One of the challenges we were having, Chair, was the fact that on our part, as NSFAS, we would investigate these matters because they are perpetrated uh, outside of, of the organization. When we report to the SAP, they, they would be deemed to be commercial crimes and uh, there was no avenue for us to have these pursued. But Chair, we're happy to, to indicate that we have established a relationship with Hawks nationally that is then working with us to perpetrate some of these uh, cases, uh, uh, to, to pe pe prosecute some of these cases, Chair. Chair, um, at a very high level, uh, we will end uh, our presentation there. Thank you very much. <clears throat> All right. Um, thank you very much, uh, CEO. Um, any concluding remarks, uh, Chair, and then colleagues' questions? And I would request that we start with questions to uh, the Minister. Thank, 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 thank you, Chair. Um, I think we'll leave it at this uh, so that the minister can have so to make his contribution. Okay, colleagues? 
I'm trying to check the WhatsApp group. Hi, Chair. All right, Babuso, I'm over to you. I was checking in our WhatsApp group. Okay, Babuso, I'm over to you. You know, uh, I thought that you are, you are going to make a, a ruling on the fact that the report is on the high level uh, as the chair. Secondly, uh, that that uh, the report would you know you are very, very sleepy uh, today. Uh, you're very sleepy today. Um, you see, so so, so I, I, I thought that you would make a, a, a ruling on that uh, because our invitation is on the basis that we promised a report in March uh, last year and uh, it came uh, August uh, and uh, now, now then the report uh, is not coming to us uh, in a detailed form because the areas that uh, we are very much uh, conscious about it want to deal with them. Nevertheless, um, we we are still to deal with the annual report, which which ought to uh, carry that form of a, a detail uh, going forward. So so I would uh, want that uh, without um, uh, watering down. Uh, that uh, let's 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 keep the report in mind, and and uh, ask for a detailed information on these matters. I appreciate the fact that the investigation has been finalised, and the improvement uh, by the fund, though there are sharp, steep areas that ought to be followed through, and and they leave space for us to interact with the report uh, at that at that time. Thank you very much, Chair. Yeah, I must also avoid uh, uh, preempting uh, members or creating isimosutin akulu. Um, I I I get the sense that um, we're going to have to probably adopt a similar outlook uh, with NSFAS because there's a number of issues that need question um, answers. Uh, NSFAS. I, I think it's good that uh, some sort of sense has been given to us now, but I am still of the opinion that a, a hearing on the NSFAS audit outcomes will have to be scheduled, um, particularly because we are only in what today is the 8th of Feb we are still going to see the rollout uh, of the issues of funding that the chair was referring to only now as institutions of higher learning are opening. So we may be preemptive now only to find that the situation will be something wholly different on implementation. Um, yeah, so I think some of you are correct um, with that. Ndando, I'll request that you take this presentation and you juxtapose it to the submissions that NSFAS has been making and the requests that we have been making to make a determination as to whether the questions have been answered sufficiently so that we can then prepare for that uh, uh, a hearing. In any case, this is his focus area. So if you liaise with him, uh, that will be beneficial. 
Swapsumo is correct um, in, 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 in that regard. All right, colleagues, are there any other questions or comments that you'd like to make? And then I will go to, uh, and if there's anything specific for the minister. And let's start with that. And then chair of the board, you can just hang 10. Yeah. All right. Um, I thought I'd walk through, Chair. Yeah, no, I was wanting to make sure that members are all fine. All right. It seemed, there's nothing in the WhatsApp group as well. All right. All right. Honorable Mente, there you go. All right. Just stand by, Minister Honorable Mente. Chair, on the on the on the on the report, uh, this matter is not part of it. Yesterday there was a, a, a court uh, ruling on the child who received uh, erroneous um, allocation of money, but I don't think we know who made that deposit and how did it come about and where are those people. Because a child has been taken to task who is not her problem that the money landed in their account, but the people who deposited the money into the account who are dealing with the checks and balances, we don't know what happened to them. Can we also get that? Thank you. Yes, in fact, that is an outstanding matter because we had said notwithstanding the court processes, an investigation was required as to how that payment happened and for consequence management to actually um, follow through. So can we get a response to, to, to that? Thanks, Honorable Mentor, for raising it. Thank you, Chair. Should I, should I respond? All right. Let me just, just stand by, Chair. Is there anything for the minister? Right. Minister, let me give an opportunity to make concluding remarks. And yes. out of our generosity, we will let you go 45 minutes earlier uh, as per your request. You wanted to leave at quarter two, and us being the good people that we are, we'll let you go earlier. So we're not that bad, eh? We, we are, all right. Minister, and then chair of the board, you will take us through that one. Yeah. You know, thank, thank you very much, Chair, and, and thank you very much for your understanding. That's highly appreciated. And uh, it's not something I take for granted, but thank you very much for your, for your understanding. Now, Chair, all, all what I need to, 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 I want to point out in relation to NESFAS, one is that I'm noting with satisfaction progress that has been made in terms of its audit outcomes which actually is an illustration of the energies that has been put in by the new board, led by the chairperson, Mr. Corsa, as well as the new CEO, Mr. Nongo. So I really do appreciate this. This is important because this is one of our most important institutions as this government. Secondly, Chair, I just want to say, though, that there are still challenges that I think Scopa also needs to be sensitive to as we as we deal with the uh, NASFAS. One of the main challenges that we have is that if you just take over the last five to six years, NASFAS has grown in leaps and bounds. For instance, if you look at student funding uh, between 2017-2018 financial year uh, to the 2021-2022 financial year, 
the cumulative increase is 198.2%. It really has been massive. But what is of concern is that both the department, although we are not talking about the department yet, both the department and NESFAS, if, if you then look at the growth of their administration budget to actually be able to manage on the side of DHT, all its entities, it's only grown by 34% during the same period. Uh, with NESFAS, uh, I think that it actually is possibly even less than that, unless I'm mistaken, but it, it, I don't have the figure now right in front of me. But it's, it's completely inadequate. In many respects, we are still running NESFAS uh, as if it's still TEFSA in the old days. As much as we are aware that NESFAS must be prudent, you know, they must be able to use their monies, you know, taking into account that it's public money and, and, and aim at efficiencies. But its administration budget is wholly inadequate. And there is a danger if there is a big difference between the amount of money that you manage and the administration budget that you actually have to be able to manage those monies because then we may actually create enormous problems that we have. So that is one thing, Chair, that I would just like to say. We are looking into working with the National Treasury very carefully on how we can be able just to increase the capacity of NESFAS to manage these billions of friends that are just escalating rapidly almost uh, every year. So SCOPA also should be sensitive to that and be able to look also hopefully sympathetically to that, of course, provided the monies are used appropriately, that we do need to increase the capacity of NESFAS because it's playing such a fundamental role in terms of assisting young people, especially from the ranks of the working class and the poor. Insofar as then NESFAS perhaps uh, coming back to present uh, through an annual report or whatever other mechanism, uh, it's up to you, Chair, and I'm sure that the NESFAS Chair and the Board, as well as the CEO, will be more than ready to actually come and be able to give that. I also would like to say, Chair, of course, you are right, that uh, usually at this time of the year, it's the most challenging time for both my department and NESFAS, and that perhaps it would be good for NESFAS to come back after having gone through this period just to see if things are going as smoothly as uh, we are supposed to be. But I'm very pleased, as the chair was saying, that as government, we've managed to actually deal with the, the shortfall that we were having, such that we can continue to support the children of the working class and the poor in our country. Thank you very much, Chair, to you and to all the honorable members of SCOPA. Gabong, Mashash. Okay, um, I think, okay, let's go to the chair of the board. Um. Thank you so much, um, Honorable Chair. I will start off by responding to, to the last question on, um, on the student who has been to court and, and, and found guilty. I assume, Chair, that this refers to uh, the student from Walter Sulu University, we've got uh, the famous 14 million rands. 
Yes, that's absolutely correct. We want to know what actions have been taken in so far as the officials who transmitted that amount into her account. Now, Chair, this is what the public doesn't seem to know, and we we happy to to raise this with you this morning. The transfer of funds uh, to the student was not done by it was not done by the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. Uh, it's a hiccup that happened at the Walter Sisulu University. Consequently, uh, if uh, there's some action that is supposed to be taken uh, to recover those funds, we're not, we're not, um, we're not involved. It's something that happened at an institutional level. I know that uh, the general members of the public don't, um, don't know this. But it raises another question, Chair. Uh, it raises the, the capacity of the institutions. It, it raises what happens at the institutions themselves. Uh, Advocate Mutiri raised something that, that is not unrelated uh, to this kind of an issue when he said, uh, at the level of the institutions of higher learning, uh, there's so much rot happening. Uh, there's so much fraudulent activities happening. And in one of those areas, it will be accommodation uh, where students are staying in conditions of squalor. Uh, we went to CUT the other time. We found students staying at, um, at caravans, even in sheds. Uh, and in the process, we're paying the full accommodation amount that is needed. So it calls um, uh, uh, into question the need for us to, to, to look at the role of institutions as well. But the long and short uh, of, uh, response, Chair, is that it's, that happened at the level of, um, of the institution. No, Chair. That would be my response to that question. No, 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 Chair. This is your money, right? The money that was transferred is your money. It's NSFAS money, right? Yes. So I would imagine then that um, you have got a particular interest in the management of the funds that you are transferring to institutions. Yes, and quite clearly, the system lapse uh, which took place um, at Walter Sisulu University. And the, the question remains, what happened to the official responsible to that? Why wouldn't NSFAS pursue that particular matter? It's not really a matter of what the public knows or doesn't know. It's a matter of what NSFAS is doing. We're not talking about 100,000 rands here. We're speaking about money that's in the millions. So I, I don't think uh, that response is satisfactory, actually. Transferring the funds does not transfer uh, responsibility and accountability. It remains very much in the purview of NSFAS. Chair, I, 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 I accept that. Uh, but uh, for all intents and purposes, Chair, uh, the loss of the 14 million rands is a loss of the university, not of NASPAS. That's what I'm trying to say. 
Uh, I am not implying, Chair, that we're not concerned uh, about this and that we do not raise the matter uh, with Walter Sulu University. It's a, this a grave matter. Uh, but all I'm saying is uh, the system failure here, and I'm not suggesting that our, our systems are perfect, our systems are not perfect as well, but the systems failure here did not happen from our side. It happened from the side of uh, of the institution. Chair, that, that, that is common cause. That, that's, that's established. The issue that I'm raising with you is that you lost 14 million rands because of this. When I say you lost, I don't mean that you lost it, in, but you lost 14 million rands. Right? The money was transferred. Now, all I'm saying is, what? maybe let me put it differently. No matter who can come in. What interventions has NSFADS made to ensure the safeguarding of the monies that it is transferring to universities? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because ultimately, I, I, I do not accept, actually, I don't accept that NSFADS is not responsible here. That, that is not accepted. Let me take Honorable Mente and then we'll come to you, Chair, and the CEO. So, yeah, thank you, Chair. No, um, CEO, you are the custodian of the NSFAS. And that money, when children are applying, they are not applying to Altesisuru, they are applying to the government. So the allocation made to Walter Susulu still remains your money. For the public not to even know the name of the official is an indictment on you when you are pursuing a poor child who did not ask for the money to lend in her account. That poor child is in, is, was jailed has appeared in court, there's a verdict against a name, but there's absolutely nothing against an official on a government money. Those two things, they, they should bother you. They should bother you a lot. One, it's a child that found herself exposed to such huge sums of money being a student in the university. Two, you make allocations. And then it means that whatever becomes of those allocations or whatever happens to those allocations, it then becomes none of your business. It's wrong. All the money must land in the proper hands and in the hands of the children who seek this relief in order for them to progress in life where academics is concerned. It can't be that when that money lands into the university kitty, it then becomes none of your business. When they apply, every one of us sitting here, we're helping students to apply now. We apply, we tell them go to NS first. We're not telling them go to the university. Thank you, Chair. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Honorable Mentor. Right, uh, CEO and Chairperson, you will decide who goes first. Um, I'll ask the CEO to go first. Um, okay. With no your problem. permission, Chair. No problem. <clears throat> CEO. Thank you, Chair. Uh, maybe, Chair, I'll try and and and, and explain this uh, in this way, Chair. 
what happens with NSFAS when a student applies, because I, I need we need to take it back there a little bit. When a student applies, NSFAS finds the students to be eligible for funding. A student is only funded by NSFAS when they are registered by an institution. Thereafter, institutions submit claims to NSFAS on the basis of who is funded and who is not funded. NSFAS pays institutions on the basis of the claims that have been submitted. So in the case of this particular student, for example, on the side of NSFAS, the correct claims would have been paid by NSFAS on behalf uh, of the student. The correct amounts that the student should have been paid would have been given to, to the institution uh, for that student. When the institution was, it was then dispersing the funds to the students, because as it is, we do not pay directly to students, we pay to institutions who in turn pay the students. Upon that process, the Walter Sesulu officials paid the student more than what was supposed to be paid to them. From the perspective of NSFAS, NSFAS did not lose 14 million chairs. The money we are talking about, is that not NSFAS money? No, Chair. So the money that was being paid did not come from you? It's not a claim submitted to you? The, the 14 million paid, Chair, is not coming from NSFAS money. The 14 million comes from the WUSU's accounts. And that money in the WUSU's accounts came from who? It came from their own accounts, Chair. Remember, USU also has its own accounts. From the NSFAS perspective, there is no 14 million that was lost by NSFAS. I'm trying to follow the, the money trail, um, CEO. We also submitted claims to you. Yes. Did those claims in total, or the money that you transferred in response to those claims, that 14 million was part of it. It was to cover the claims, right? The, the claims that were paid by NSFAS covered all the students. The excess right. that, that was paid by Wusu to the student came from Wusu's account, not from the NSFAS account. So the money that was transferred to the student is not money that came from NSFAS? No. So why would you have then this entire time not told the country that this is not your money? Chair, we, were not, we are not part of the case. We did not institute the case against the student. The only link to us and the student is the fact that the student is an NSFAS beneficiary. It was in the process of paying allowances that were due to the student. She was being paid an NSFAS allowance. She was being paid an NSFAS allowance, yes. And then in the payment of that NSFAS allowance, they paid her 14 million rands. Yes, instead of 1,400, the institution paid them 14 million. So as far as NSFAS was concerned, you had dispatched to Wusu 1,400 for her. Precisely, Chair. Right. So from that account which you had transferred to, they did not pay 1,400, they paid 14 million rands, right? Not necessarily, Chair, because if Chair we have stepped, if we have 10 students that amount to uh, 1.4 by 10 students is about one uh, is about 140,000, let's say. 
And therefore, what we paid was given to the, all the students that were supposed to get the money. The additional money that was paid to the student came from the coffers of Musu, not from NSFAS. I don't think you're hearing me, CEO. I'm not sure whether it's deliberate or it's an obfuscation. Uh, yeah. I just find okay. it. I just. I just find it odd uh, that all of a sudden, and this matter has been in the public domain for as long as it has, and we have asked for explanation for it. All of a sudden, it's not an NSFAS matter. We have been very consistent on our part that this matter is not an NSFAS matter, at least from the time I took office, from the time the board took office, our understanding has been very clear that the money is not NSFAS money. The error did not emanate from NSFAS. Every time, Chair, I've been asked by different committees this, this question, we have been very consistent on our part on this. Maybe let me just try for the last time. Wusu submitted a claim to you for students. All right? So why, why is Wusu now up, uh, getting money from you when it obviously has money? Chair, Wusu has, has, Chair, Wusu firstly, as an institution, and I don't purport to know institutions, at least I can only respond because I've worked at one. Institutions, Chair, how they get their revenue, firstly, they get the grant from the department. Secondly, they've got students that are not NSFAS students whose fees are paid to them. They get other funds from other sources of funding. So Wusu does all institutions have other income. It's not necessarily that institutions we get that. We get that. The issue is here. An NSFAS beneficiary was supposed to be paid 1,400. They were paid 14 million rand. The paper trail and the money trail of that, is that not money that had been transferred from NS, by NSFAS. How much had you transferred to Wusu? Honorable Man, you can come in, um, hang 10, um, uh, CEO. Well, not sure you have, you have asked the question because I wanted to elaborate on. I, Wusu has got money, its own money. This student is a beneficiary of NSFAS and she was waiting for money from NSFAS, not from Wusu. And that you have already confirmed that she is a beneficiary. And therefore, you have deposited 1,400 to Wusu. But excess money of Wusu covered the rest of the money. Question being, the account which the chair asked about, the account you transfer the money to, is this the same account that paid the student? And if that's the case, how did you not find it interesting to follow it up? Because this is the same account where you pay the money of NESFAS to. Hence, you become the custodian of the money. 
I don't know if I'm clear, Jay. No, you are. Um, you are. Chen, uh, if I may, Chen, NSFAS, um, as I indicated, maybe let me know, go, go back. Chen, we cannot and we have no basis of knowing which accounts use, also uses to pay students. Firstly, Chair, some of these institutions even use third parties themselves to pay payments. What we are concerned with on our part, the account that we paid our monies to, our balances with USU, reconcile to the amount that we paid to USU. Now, as for which account USU used to pay the student check, we will not be in a position to know that. Ours is to say that the account that we paid and the amounts that we paid to USU reconcile to the amounts that we paid. There is, there, is no, there is no deficit of 14 million or one point, uh, of 14 million less 1.4 chair uh, on, on, on our part. What we paid reconciles to what we have paid. Now, what account that was used by USU chair, that is, not, uh, that is not information that we have. And on our part, Chair, just to add that we did our own internal investigation when this matter came up to assess whether or not indeed we had overpaid and we had found that we had not overpaid on our part. We paid what was the correct amount. Now, the process of what WUSU has done to recover the money to, to, to whatever it paid, it really is not a matter for NSFAS, Chair. Yes, it concerns us to the extent that the student is a young person with their future, but it, it is not a matter that, that is, 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 is a matter that emanated from our side. It is not a matter that left NSFAS unduly um, um, uh, or under OL affected NSFAS's uh, money's chair. Uh, yeah, it's a classical case of musical chairs, which came first, the egg or the chicken. Um, I just, once again, find it very odd that all of a sudden this is not an NS first matter. Quite frankly, I'm not convinced. But let's do this, uh, colleagues. Uh, we will um, interact with the Portfolio Committee on Higher Education and Training. Um, and probably request a written submission from USU on this matter on the consequent management that has been taken given these new revelations which um, are before us so that we, yeah. But quite frankly, I'm just, well, I'm, I'm not convinced um, <clears throat> by this and I still fundamentally believe that um, NSFAS has got uh, every reason to want to be interested in the financial management affairs of those with which whom they transact with and um, give money to because I'm just if NSFAS can't have a concrete response to its own money trail, then I'm very worried. Very, very worried. So actually seated here, I'm, I'm not I'm not convinced at all. All right, colleagues, are there any other uh, issues that you'd like to raise? Right, <clears throat> going once, going twice, going thrice, gone. Right, um, DG, <clears throat> um, 
Let's do this. We're going to get your report, a forensic report, um, then get your annual reports and look at all of those and we'll work on it. Babusome will work on that hybrid model you referred to. And then chairperson of the board and CEO, we will have a hearing on your financial, uh, on your annual report and your audit outcomes. Uh, so that we can tie down on your issues and not leave them hanging to what we had previously had, um, and 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 then and then take it from there. Quite frankly, for us, the issue is that we want to see a functional um, NSFAS. I know from my days <clears throat> of student politics, and I make this example all the time that the majority of NSFAS students spend more time in queues trying to sort out finances than they do in classes and in lectures. And it becomes, as far as I see it, wasteful and fruitless expenditure to be funding people who are not in class. And then we turn around and are surprised by the high rate uh, of failures and dropouts in first year amongst others. And then that's money that has been lost by the state and the fiscus. So the, the improvement towards heightened efficiency of NSFAS is an absolute imperative to keep the black child in class. Absolutely necessary. Um, and the hoops that students have to go through, we move from pillar to post on even the most simple and most basic of administrative uh, issues is a problem. I've said before, even before chairing uh, <clears throat> uh, this committee, uh, brought to the attention of the minister in his first stint here in this ministry, to say that NSFAS must be treated as a social grant. The layers and layers of a new administration of somebody whom we all know has been a social grant recipient and then when they get to university, it's as if it, they've fallen from the sky, there's somebody new. There has to be you know, greater collaboration and interaction with NSFAS and social development. Because I still maintain, Chair and CEO, DJ, we know the fraud that goes into NSFAS applications of people whom can afford and fraudulently registering the details of grandmothers who are on NSFAS and so on and so forth to, 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 to get funding. So there has to be collaboration with SARS, with home affairs and so on. I think we need to, DG, science and innovation, I know that's another department. Let's move towards the functional e-register, which is going to collate the individual information of everybody is a preventative action step to the fraud and corruption that takes place in this space. People who can afford are beneficiaries of NSFAS. So that's all we want. We want NSFAS to function so that the black child can stay in class and not in queues, having to confront very rude officials at times who make the hardship of poverty even worse with the kind of public humiliations that take place and how they interact with them 
when they are standing in those queues to get assistance. So that is why we, we say you, you, you can't divorce yourself from the institutions with which whom you are working with and transferring monies to. You've got a particular interest to make sure that there's functionality there because you are the custodians of the mandate to ensure that the black child is in class. So we definitely are going to, to keep it that. In the sense that the financial management has to be prudent. But colleagues, um, let me take this opportunity to thank the DG and uh, the chairperson of the board, CEO officials, Babla uh, and please send our thanks to the head of Unity Babum TV. Oh, you see, I thought he had left. I, I received a message that you were asking to be excused. No, 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 thank, thank you, sir. I'm still here. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, um, HOU, for your input as well, and we'll be interacting uh, again in the coming weeks. You have become a permanent feature uh, of our <laughs> of our scope of reality, and we appreciate that. So to everybody, thank you very much. DG, let me hand over to you if there's any other concluding remark on behalf of the delegations. And then we'll call it a day. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. I think um, in the words of the, the minister, as a department, uh, including all our entities, we reiterate that uh, we respect uh, SCOPA and we shall subject ourselves at all times. Uh, in, and each time we are, we present ourselves to you, we shall be in, uh, making sure that uh, uh, we are in compliance with all the relevant laws. And we thank you for uh, your leadership today, and we look forward to presenting uh, further to you on issues you've raised with us and with our entities. We are sure uh, members uh, of this committee that uh, we are committed to good governance and uh, we are working hard to make sure that um, South Africa gets what it deserves in institutions that uh, are compliant uh, to the laws of our country. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sister Mbiputben, any announcements on your part for tomorrow? I know reports have been circulated, minutes have been circulated, and we're receiving a briefing by AG on quite a number of um, departments and entities. So we're starting at half past nine. Please also circulate those outstanding minutes. And I remember that when we were finalizing our minute set, the first three sets of the minutes we dealt with were not adopted. So if you can just, they were gone through, but they were not adopted. So if you can circulate uh, those again, just the first three um, sets of those minutes that we were processing last week, we, 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 those have not been adopted, just to bring our administration up to date. Um, and then um, colleagues, there's a, a suggestion and a proposal that in order for us to complete our PRASA uh, oversight, it may be worthwhile to spend a day looking at uh, Western Cape uh, facilities and the suggestion in that regard is that we take Friday the 18th, just one day um, in the Western Cape. This is the day after the president responds to SONA. Um, so if members can indicate their availability in that regard, it's just a one day 
um, of, of for, for for Western Cape, so that the <clears throat> report is not focused uh, on one province where we were, but that at least we balance it with another, but also because of the gravity of the situation uh, of cross-related matters in the Western Cape. So if you can also <clears throat> indicate then your availability um, for that, so that the application can be processed accordingly. Uh, DG, Chairperson, CEO, and colleagues, HOU, thank you very much. Have a good day. On that note, the meeting stands adjourned, and we'll meet tomorrow, colleagues, at half past nine. Thank you.